You're listening to The Voice of Dog. I'm Kaki, your faithful fireside companion, and today's story is Snowed In by friend of the fireside, Metasis. Based in the wild west of Ireland, Metasis started writing some time back as part of the Thursday Prompt Group on Fur Affinity. His work has appeared in the Anthrocon magazine, in Fang Volume 4, and occasionally on his printer by mistake. He is particularly keen on word-limited microfiction, calling them 365-word tales. At some point he'll have 365 of them and consider his work on Earth done. You can read his writings and view his photography on furaffinity.net or on metasis.com. Please enjoy Snowed In by Metasis. You know the feeling. Pins and needles vibrate through your limbs to make you squirm and stomp, gritting your teeth until the blood flows back, the pain fades, and you relax with an eager shudder. You know the reaction. You tell everyone with a wide grin, they laugh and you laugh, while you wonder if you can do whatever it was that made your flesh go like that, just to get the same dead feeling again for fun. It doesn't always go to plan. Cold. You're sitting in a snowdrift, blinded by white on white, suffocating in the cotton puff frigidity of it all, your muzzle and your paws numb, your ears like lumps of clay stuck onto the top of your head. Your feet have been cold for so long you wonder if they still exist or whether you just have a pair of unfeeling pegs at the ends of your legs. All the while, the cold grows so intense that you begin to think of it as warmth, and you allow it to reach into your core like your dearest friend. That backward stumble you just took dropped you onto bare rock covered in a light powder of snow. Though the hard surface broke your fall, the crack from your tail base sounded a lot like a breaking bone. Your precious tail, however, is as insensitive as your poor fingers, greyish under their pointless covering of fur. Fur? What use is a fashionably short pelt in this horrid place? Then comes delirium. It enraptures you with eye-popping intensity, like those cinema panoramascopic 3D high-res super-duper virtual everything movies at the Cineplex. You can see the gang just out of reach of your paws, laughing with you as the party grows wilder in the cabin. You're the very life and soul of every party, aren't you? You remember the cabin? Wonderful place, the cabin, with its sauna and its stimulating hot tub. A thrilling mix of crisp, ice-cold air and hot, foamy water. Hot bodies, too, and lots of thrilling contact. Yep, you remember it. Even though your body is freezing to death in this bleak whiteout, one small part of your being grows hot and proud as lewd images drift briefly through your mind before the pictures bleach into nothingness. They laughed and jeered in sport when you ran out of the sauna buck naked, didn't they? You were panting like a loco and steam gushed from your pelt. You felt you could run forever. So you tried, heading in through the snowy trees for mischief instead of using the trail. Remember? Your friends, full of wine, spirits, and recreational products, for personal use, of course, didn't follow your wobbly, bubbly path. They shouted and laughed for you to come back. Naturally, you being you, you didn't respond. You wouldn't have them better you. You dared them to follow your lead, your rawness, your devil-may-careness. You're the perfect one. Not perfect now, are you? Huddled, shivering in the cold, in just your pelt. Shivering? No, you seem to have stopped all that shuddering stuff. In fact, you're just a little drowsy. Do you recall if that's a good thing or a bad thing? Probably doesn't matter. They're not going to find you anyway. Off the trail, among the pines, deep in a little ravine in the wilds, 
Your fur is pale. You won't provide much contrast for a search party. And you were always so proud of your coloration. Couldn't wait to show your shading and the impressive beauty of your short coat to any prospective lover or admirer. Never could wait to display yourself in the pool, either. Poser. Pride goes before a fall, you know. Now the delirium is back. It's toying with you, just like you toyed with everyone you met. You stare dully at your fingers. The skin of your pads and palms is a delicate blue. Blue is a pretty color, like spring flowers and clear sky. Your toes are blue, too, just behind your claws. Your muzzle and ears are probably blue, too. Blue. Blue is sad. Tears. It's the color of pretty tears from sad spring flowers in the sky. Doze. You open your eyes with a start. Must have dropped off for a moment. Doze. It's not cold anymore. It's, it's nothing. It's light and calm and hushed. Peaceful. Soft. Doze. Something red comes closer and closer. The brightness fades as sleep takes you away without a fight. Doze. Strange dreams. You don't try to make sense of them because, well, you know, dreams don't have to make sense. He's huge, towering above you. Gigantic. Powerful. At ease, too. Comforting. Sweet. White as snow. When you return home to the city, you will never, ever want to see snow again, will you? He's white, like a solid ghost made of ice. A snow beast. He's lovely. Try to tell him he's lovely. Your smile is so brittle. Just trying it makes your face shatter into a million icy fragments that blow out into the wind and are lost forever to the dark black of the night. You cry, a tiny icicle in your self-pity, and drift and drift. What will you do without a face? Touch. A lover's caress and stroke to rouse you from your rest. It's a beautiful thing. A gentle paw runs through your fur to caress your skin. Some lovers do it instinctively. Some have to be taught. There's no need for this roughness, though. He'll damage the satin sheets. You try to guide him, to explain carefully that he should be more gentle and loving, to tone down the aggression. Perhaps you just think you said it, as you don't hear your own voice, just the thoughts within your head. He speaks to you gruffly as he pummels your body, forcing a squeak-like moan from your lips. You don't really know what he said, but his voice is rich and deep. Maybe he's into rougher sport, you smile, as you fade away again. Wind. It sounds so cruel, blowing the feathers from the bird in which you live. But you live in an apartment, not inside a bird. Or do you? Buildings don't flap, do they? Perhaps the building blew away in the wind, and the foundations are catching the wind. It's frigid, but... Is that not peculiar? The cold is only in front of you. Are you in bed with someone? You must be. He's snoring softly behind you, arms cradling you, pulling you into his chest. It's hard to think clearly. What was his name again? Did you meet him in the cabin, perhaps? Must have brought him home. You do that sometimes. Strays. He must like you. You can feel him down there. Turn around and face him so you can respond when he wakes. Turn around, tired, awake. Your eyes blink twice. You're alert. The surroundings slowly resolve into fabric and yellowness. Slowly, you reach out your free paw and touch 
canvas. Canvas? Where the hell? There's a big check shirt, all red and black boxes, pillowing your head. Your eyes widen. There's an arm over your belly and another underneath you, coupling you. It's warm, but uncomfortable, bending your spine in a way that makes you ache a little. You stir gently to move to a more comfortable position. You're in a tent? How on earth did you find your way into a tent? Oh. Whoever he is snores deeply, snapping your mind back to the here and now. You carefully lift the top of the sleeping bag to get a better look at the arm. It's big and powerful, covered in dense white fur. The claws on the end of the fingers are jet black. You blanch, as none of your close friends look anything like this. As you move a little more, you feel the blood of the morning pulsing in his loins, pressing into your thigh. He's like a furnace, warm and plush, putting your miserably light pelt to shame. Yet your pride tells you that you have the perfect pelt for the Russian tumble of the city and the sauna and the office. He feels you stir and yawns noisily, snorting and stretching his limbs. He rolls you carefully onto your back, and you don't know why, but you do. You close your eyes, open your muzzle, and feign sleep. His paw roams over your nakedness, from your ear tips to your cheek, your arms and fingers, back to your chest and over your belly, between your legs making contact with everything that is dear to you en route, and back almost to your tail base, eliciting a small involuntary sigh and a half stretch from you, then down each leg to the toes on your feet, where he checks each one thoroughly. Somehow you realize he's not being lewd, but professional, cautious, caring, tender. His paw comes all the way back to your face. He gently rubs your cheek, an insistent action that would certainly wake you had you not been awake all along. You flitter your eyes open dramatically, moving your arm over your forehead, and slowly look up to the face of your rescuer and gasp. The polar bear grins, coal-black eyes twinkling in a sea of white fur. Welcome back, he rumbles. You smile as warmth bursts within you like a desert sun. You might have just fallen in love. This was Snowed In by Metasis, read for you by Kaki, your faithful fireside companion. Thank you for listening to The Voice of Dog.